Me too. You guys are fabulous. Well, guests, we welcome you. If you're a guest here, we, we don't want to embarrass you. We want you to feel comfortable. We want you to, to have an encounter with Jesus Christ because that is the sole reason why we do anything that we do. It's not just to get here and tell everybody they're pretty and hug somebody's neck and feel good. It's so I can be in the presence of God and I can have my life changed because my life still needs to be changed. And it's so you can be in the presence of God and your life can be changed because you need life change too. I don't care how good you think you are. The Bible says there's none good but God. And I don't know about you, but I need God's grace and God's mercy every single day. Amen. So we're glad you're here. Pastor Andrew did an amazing job last Sunday. Unreal. Unreal, presenting the gospel and kicking off our series, Victory, A New Life Awakens. Jesus said he came that we could have life and have it how? More abundantly, NIV says to the full. All, all we need to know is it's a better life that he wants us to have than we have right now than we would have without him. Today we're going to continue in this series, Victory, A New Life Awakens, and we're going to talk about how Jesus overcame temptation Y'all probably haven't been tempted before, have you? No. We all have been. Let's be honest. We're tempted by food. You know, food's a drug. I talk about food a lot because I love, it's obvious I love food, and it's a, it, it's a drug. We're tempted by stuff. We can go down a list of things that we're tempted by. We can be tempted by food, by music, by entertainment, by money, by relationships, by substances, all kinds of things that we can do that we can do to a degree that are detrimental to us because food, it takes, you notice the, the, the dichotomy here. It takes food for us to live. But if we abuse food, it becomes a danger to us. And we can be tempted with things that are good for us that can actually ruin us. So don't just think, I'm talking about temptation, I'm talking about drugs, sex, and rock and roll. That's not the case. I'm talking about temptation in any area of our lives because we're all different, right? What appeals to you may not appeal to me. Like what trips your trigger may not do anything for me at all. So Satan finds different ways and avenues. The Bible says he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he learns our strengths. He learns our weaknesses. And, and what, whatever we're weak at, he's going to put in front of us. So Jesus, we, we, we do this series every couple of years called Follow the Leader. He left a roadmap for us to follow. And that everything he did was a lesson to us about how to live our life. So we're going to look today at how Jesus overcame temptation because be honest sometimes we beat it sometimes we overcome temptation and and sometimes we give in we're not perfect and we're not going to be perfect until we see jesus face to face so speaking of jesus we just saw a depiction of even he was tempted and yes that was paraphrased and no that's probably not what jesus and satan really look like but let's make the leap and understand the meaning of what was just presented so we're going to look at how he was tempted, how he overcame, how he won, and how that enables us to win as well. Is that all right? Then we're going to read some scripture, and I don't normally read lengthy passages because if you're like me, my attention span is about like this. And I, I was talking, side street, I was talking to Taylor last night, and she was cleaning her room, and she brought something in. I was in, in my office, and she brought something in, and, and she's like, I had to do this, and I'm, I'm, I said, squirrel, right? She's like, yeah, I'm just like you. 
yeah, short attention span. So let's, we're going to read 11 verses, so let's, let's try to stay together, and, and we'll, get, we'll get beyond the passage. So, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He was going there to be tempted. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I'm hungry after four hours and four minutes. So the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. That's a cool trick. That Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written. Now, notice the, 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 the change that Satan uses. Jesus used scripture on him, so now Satan's going to use some scripture on Jesus. It's written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God, and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended him. There's a lot right here. I'm going to try to get to a lot of it, but the big, I'm going to give you the big takeaway in case, you, in case you're getting ready to check out on me right now. The big takeaway here is Jesus won. He will always win, and I want to be on his side. Okay, that's the big overview. So let's, let's give you some context right here. Jesus was at the very beginning of his ministry. He hadn't started his ministry yet. He had no disciples, had performed zero miracles. He was an unknown at this point. His 40 days of fasting and his encounter with Satan mirrors what Moses experienced on his backside of the desert where he was by himself. He found himself and he came out and went to work. It's right before Moses led the Israelites from slavery. And this is right before Jesus. When he came out of the mountain, he called his disciples. That's what happened. In the same chapter, boom, Jesus came down to the mountain and he called his first disciples. So that's, that's where we are in the story of Jesus. He was tempted three times in three different ways and he overcame them all. And the interesting part about this is Jesus, Satan knew who Jesus was. He knew who he was. He, he knew his power. So why bother? He knows who he is. But why bother when he tried to take over in heaven? He was power hungry, he wanted authority, he wanted control, and he was just trying again. So let's look at Jesus' temptations. Satan said, turn a stone to bread, appealing to Jesus' ravaging hunger, and Jesus simply said, men shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then Satan said, throw yourself down, let the angels rescue you. Let's have a miracle. Let's see what you can do. Jesus said, don't test the Lord your God. Then Satan said, worship me and I will give you the world. How do you give someone something they already have? And Jesus said, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then Satan left. Jesus said, one, I'm trying to hurry because I, I have a lot to say. Jesus will always win. So be on the right side of the equation. Be on the right side of this. This was victory for Jesus. It was his first one, and, and Jesus was setting the pattern for a new life for us because left to our own devices, we're going to fall prey to temptation. We're, we're weak. We're flawed. We're sinful. We're going to give in. And Jesus began to set this pattern of follow the leader. And then Jesus said this, I have told you in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me 
you may have peace. In this world, you will, everybody say will. You will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. He overcame, let's say it like this. In your life, you will be tempted. Is that okay? In your life, you will be tempted, but don't freak out. Because Jesus was too, and he didn't give in. And through him, we can win. That's how I'm going to use that scripture today. So how did Jesus do it besides the fact that he had all power in heaven and earth? You realize, I I appreciate the fact that Jesus didn't, throughout his ministry, didn't just snap his fingers and make things happen. Satan knew what the deal was right there. He knew that, that he, could call, he could jump off the cliff and call angels from heaven and be rescued. He knew that he could snap his fingers and turn a stone to bread. He knew all these things, but still he was putting it out there. I appreciate the fact that I have a priest. I have a savior who knows how I feel. He knows how it feels to be hungry. He knows how it feels to be tempted and lonely and abandoned. Everything I feel, he felt. That's a personal Jesus. That's someone who invested everything they have so he could save me. Greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. But he wanted to leave a pattern for us to follow. It's so, it, this, today is so simple. It's so ridiculously simple. I don't want you to miss it. And I don't want you to be looking for something deep and profound and, and, and wow factor. This is so simple, I don't want us to miss it. Jesus won because he used the word of God. That's it. That's the, that's the magic pill. That's, that's, the, that's the right answer. That's the answer to the $64 million question. How did Jesus overcome temptation? He used the word of God that we all have access to, whether it be in a Bible, on your iPad, on your iPhone, or your computer. We all have access to the word of God, and that's what Jesus used to win. He didn't plead with Satan. He did not plead with Satan. He didn't cower down in front of him in his, in his accusations or his, his hyperbole. He, he, just, he's, he's just used the word of God. He didn't lose faith. He didn't say, I can't do this. Who's ever been tempted to the point where you're like, I can't, I can't do this. This is hopeless. I fail over and over. I just can't do this. This is about ha- having victory. This is about having a new life and not, not being the same person that fell prey to temptation every time we experienced it. That's frustrating. Jesus quoted scripture, man shall not eat by bread alone. Don't test the Lord your God and worship the Lord your God and serve him only. It was that simple. No magic show, no prayer meeting, no intercessory prayer, just scripture. Do not think I'm minimizing prayer or intercession. No, but this is a very simple equation. He was tempted. He used scripture. He overcame. It's that simple. The interaction between Jesus and Satan right here and the implications of it strongly underscore The meaning behind what the psalmist said in Psalm 119, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What does temptation normally precede? You're not being tempted to do good. You're not being tempted to help your fellow man. You're not being tempted to get in shape and not eat a Big Mac. You're not being tempted not to do those things. You're being tempted to do something that you know you shouldn't do. What did the Apostle Paul say? When I would do good, evil is present. I find that it is a law that when I want to do the right thing, the wrong thing is right there for me to do as well. I always have a choice. Temptation precedes sin. 
Temptation precedes the wrong choice if you don't have the strength to say no. That's, the psalmist said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against. We're getting the weeds today. That I might not sin against you. You have to know God's word. Everybody say no. You got to know God's word to be able to use it. Does that make sense so far? you got to know God's word to be able to use it. I hide your word in my heart or in my mind. I, I, I meditate on your word. In Grow Trap, we talk about ways to become a, a stronger believer. And, and in, in week two, we talk about that you have to, number one, study the word of God. Why? Because I hide your word in my heart so when I'm tempted, I can say no. Because I use God's word to fight my enemy. So two takeaways. I want to overcome temptation. And to do this, I need God's word in my heart and my mind. I have to know God's word. Defeating temptation can be the difference in you feeling ashamed as you walk down the street or go to work or see your family across the dinner table. It can be the difference between you feeling beat down all the time or walking around like you're kicking the devil's tail. You, if you get tempted and, and you fall, get tempted and fall, get tempted and fall, you're going to feel less than, less than, less than, and you're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel shame and guilt. You're going to feel all the feels. And they're not going to be good ones. But if you can overcome that and overcome that and overcome that, you're going to feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof. You're going to feel like you are winning, like you have victory, and you're going to experience a new life. If we, if we fail every time, we're going to feel like we can't win. If we fail every time, we're going to feel like we're a fraud or a fake. Who's ever come to church on Sunday morning and, and what you did last night doesn't mirror who you want to be and you walk in the doors and you feel like you don't even deserve to be here? Probably none of you. If what we do here on Sunday morning doesn't help you Monday through Saturday, we're wasting our time. If all we're doing is having pretty church it, it, that wastes your time on Sunday morning, you could get a nap or cut your grass when it's warm, something like that. But if, if what we do here on Sunday morning helps you avoid temptation on Saturday night when you want to go clubbing, then we're doing our job. I just pulled that right out of the air. Or if you want to go sit on a bar stool and listen to Hank Williams, let's go the other end of the spectrum. And you want to put a tear in your beer? No. I just, I just crossed the whole world right there. Hank Williams and clubbing. But if we're falling prey to temptation all the time, we, walk in, we, we, we may walk in here and feel guilty, and we fall again. We walk in here and feel guilty. And the more we fall, the less time we walk in those doors. Ooh. Because we don't feel like we can change. We don't feel like we deserve to be here. We don't feel like we can do this because we've fallen so many times. And the root problem is we don't have God's word in our heart. So instead of using God's word to combat temptation, we're just giving in because that's our nature. Because we don't have a new life. When we are in Christ, all things, the old man passes away. The scripture says all things become new if we're really pursuing Jesus and putting his word in our heart, we will. It, it, it may not happen like Jeannie wiggling her nose. It may not happen at the snap of a finger, but we'll be, we will be making steps toward being a new person. We will be putting one foot in front of the other and taking steps to be the person that God has created us to be and do what God has called us to do because we all have a God-called purpose in this room. I'm about to get fired up.
It's like eating a bag of chips. What's Lay's chips motto? See, you can't eat just one, and Uts is better than those. If you get a bag of Uts salt and pepper chips and a, and a thing of ranch dip, mm. Lord help me, or a bag of M and M's. When I was like ten years old, my mom like money was tight back in the day, and my dad was sick, and we were on welfare for a while, and 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 God healed him, huge miracle, and and my mom bought this bag of puffy Cheetos. When I was like 10 years old, who likes those things? They're terrible for you. <laughs> but it was like, it was the big family bag of, of puffy Cheetos. Yeah. I was like 10. And man, I got that bag of Cheetos and I started eating those things. I ate the whole bag. I don't know how I did it because I wasn't big, really. I was, I was skinny then. But I ate the whole bag of Cheetos, and I threw up so hard. <laughs> I thought my stomach was coming out of my mouth in the retching and got the dry heaves and that just nasty stuff. And I couldn't eat those things for about 10 years. I'm not exaggerating. I couldn't do it. But it was the, this tastes really good, and I'm going to eat one more. And I, I'm going to get two this time, and then I'll stop. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm going to get two this time, then I'll stop. Well, I'll stop after this bite. I'll stop after this bite. And I never stopped until the bag was empty, and I had no choice but to stop. And then I threw up. The wages of sin is... I suffered for what I did. And that's funny. It's hysterical. And I, it's looking back on I was just stupid. But let's apply this. Let's take this bag of Cheetos where I get one more, and then I get two more. One more bite, two more bites. Let's, let's apply it to something else. What do you have in your life right now that you're taking one more of, that you're taking two more of? And I'm going to stop after this time, Samson. What did Samson say when Delilah tempted him? Tell me your story, sweetheart. I want to know who, I got to know who you are. I got to know everything. I, you know, we got to connect emotionally. We got, we got to get, you know, know in your soul, in your spirit, in your heart. And what did Samson say on the last time after he, he had lied to her and lied to her and he finally told her the truth? And when she said, Samson, wake up, the Philistines are upon you. He said, I'm going to get up as I have in times past. He went one too many times. And the Bible said he got up and did not know that the spirit of the Lord had departed from him. And they captured him. And they poked his eyes out. And they made him grind meal at a mill. That's difficult to say. That got quiet. But we can laugh about me puking Cheetos up. That's funny stuff. But when, what are, what are, what's in our life right now? What is, what is our temptation? What is saying, come back one more time. Come back two more times. And before you know it, you're in a place that you know you shouldn't be. And you're doing things that you know you shouldn't do. And temptation has gotten the best of you. And you're sick. You're, you're, you might be physically sick, but you're spiritually sick, and you've got to have change in your life, and temptation has gotten the best of you, and you feel like you shouldn't come here on Sunday morning because we sing songs about, about all kinds of stuff, and you, don't, you feel like it doesn't resonate with you because you're not that person right now because temptation has gotten the best of you. 
and you've done things you shouldn't do, and you've gone places you shouldn't go, and you've said things you shouldn't say, whatever it is that you have in your life right now, but I'm here to tell you that you can have victory. You can have a new life awaken in you, and you can be a new person today. You can put the bag of Cheetos down. You can fold it up and put the chip clip on it. Say, I'm done. You're not alone. Temptation can be hard. It can be demoralizing. There's a saying that said, opportunity only knocks. Temptation kicks the door in. You have an opportunity. It's something you can do. You, have, you can do it, not do it. It's an opportunity. But man, when temptation comes knocking, it's going to kick your door in. It's going to be in your face. And you're going to have the opportunity to do things that you don't really want to do. It's easy. You'll love it. It'll be fun. No one will know. It's no big deal. Then bam. Guilt. Shame. And regret. Much, I'm sure, like Adam felt after he took the first bite of that fruit. And he knew what sin felt like. And he knew that he was naked. And he knew that he had messed up. So let's bring this home. How do we win? First, we have to identify what's going on. Identify my tempter. Identify my tempter and my temptation. <coughs> know with whom and what I am dealing with and, and take action. It sounds simple, like a two-step, but it's not. It, it can be anything but simple. Sometimes breaking habits are hard and, and, and we'll be tempted repeatedly. And our enemy knows every weakness we have and he exploits those things. But when I, when I've, I, when I have identified my weakness... When I'm aware of what is tempting me and what is coming against me, I can then go to work. And every time, everybody say every time. Every time I'm tempted, every time I feel weak, I can use God's word as a weapon and I can put safeguards in my life to keep that thing away from me. See, there's one thing in identifying it and using God's word against it, but there's something else more effective not more effective, but an extra step we can take, and that's putting safeguards in our life. If you're an alcoholic, don't go to a bar. If you're trying to stop smoking, stop going on smoke breaks with people. Because I'm trying not to do something, I want to distance myself from that a little bit. If I'm trying to clean up my mouth, my language, I'm not going to talk a lot with people who just run off with junk from their mouth. If I'm trying to stop gossiping and somebody just fills my head with gossip, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to distance myself a little bit. I'm going to get strong and I'm going to go back and try to affect them. Does that make sense? Every time we're tempted, we can use God's word to break down our enemy and say, I'm not going to do this. How about greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. If God be for me, who? Who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. I run to it and I'm safe. Father, your strength is made perfect in my weakness and I'm feeling pretty weak right now. Give me some strength. And how about just simply Satan get behind me? How about we use that one? Satan... You might have said to a person sometime, Satan, get behind me. Don't say it to your spouse. <laughs> Things won't be the same. Satan, that's, that, everything I just said is scripture. That's all scripture. It's not just sayings and something somebody wrote down that was clever. That is scripture. 
If we have faith, we can speak to a mountain, and it has to what? It has to move. Don't lose heart. Don't plead. Don't say, I can't do this. Don't say, this is impossible. Don't say, I'm not good enough. Don't say, I've messed up too many times. What was the last song we sang? Clean. I love that song. There's nothing too dirty. There's nothing too dirty that he can't make worthy. And it's all because the blood of his sacrifice, but because of the pattern he laid and the example he left for me to follow. I can win. I can have a new life. I can have victory. Speak God's word boldly with confidence. And the more you do it, the more you'll believe it. You may not feel confident in yourself, but fake it till you make it. If you want these, these, these few little things I just said here, I'll send them to you, I'll text them to you, I'll email them to you. Put them on your mirror, put them on your steering wheel, on your car radio, somewhere in your office, on your computer monitor. And when that temptation hits, put those things on your computer monitor. When your temptation hits or a pop-up comes or an email comes up that you shouldn't open, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Delete. Father, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Close. It, it's, it's humorous, but it works. That's what Jesus did. After 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, Satan said, just take that rock, turn it to bread, and you'll be satisfied. Lust of the flesh. What feels good? What makes you happy? Scripture said that all things in the world fit in three categories. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and Pride what feels good, what appeals to me, and my pride. Every sin, every negative thing in the world can fit in those categories. He said, Jesus, just take that stone and make it bread, and you'll be full. Speak God's word with confidence. If you don't have it memorized yet, we got lots of new people here. If you don't have it memorized yet, make some notes, write it down, ask us for some scripture, we will gladly give it to you. And in those moments of weakness, when you're wanting to cuss somebody out, it's real. It's real. When you're driving and want to flip somebody the bird, I'm just, y'all, you know me. I'm going to be real. No, I haven't flipped anybody the bird. Don't think that. It's just you probably won't hear that at a lot of churches. But if I, if I asked you who in here this week felt like giving somebody the bird, I guarantee we have more than 20 hands. If you were honest and not lying in the house of God, I'm not wrong. That's just real. That's just a real life, something that we can relate to. We get mad and somebody cuts us off. And I more than once said, if, if, I'd love to hit them with my, with my car. I have specifically said, if I put my right nose on their, on their left rear quarter panel, I could turn them around. I like NASCAR. I told you I'm redneck. But we have real life situations and we face real life problems and we have real life temptations. If you're an alcoholic, there are times that you want to drink. If you're a drug abuser, there are times that you, you're in a place where you just want to go use. If you're in a bad relationship and somebody gives you the, the, the right attention, there are times you want to go with them and have an inappropriate relationship with somebody. Let's be real. It happens. 
Satan, get behind me. We use the word of God to overcome those things. But the problem is we don't. We don't know the simplicity of the pattern that Jesus left for us to overcome temptation. He just simply used the word of God to say, this is not who I am. This is not who I'm going to be. I am going to rise above Satan. Get behind me. It's all scripture. It's all scripture. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. What happened in the video? We're, we're very visual people. What happened in the video? Jesus resisted Satan three times, and what happened? Bam! He was gone. It's scripture. Resist the devil. Resist temptation, and it will leave you. Resist temptation, and it will leave you. It's time. Satan will flee. It's time for some of us to stand up and get bold and get. It's time to get ticked off a little bit. Because scripture says that when we see Satan, when the day comes that we see Satan for who he really is, we're going to be like, what? Is that really the dude that did, that, that caused me all this problem? Because in, in the big scheme of things, he's insignificant. So it's, it's time for us to get a little bit indignant and say, I'm really tired of putting up with this mess. I'm tired of being tempted with the same thing all the time. I'm, I'm tired of failing this test. There's a saying that says, if you, if you keep, you're going to take the same test over and over until you pass it. So who's ready to move on to the next chapter, the next thing? It's time to get Satan. Identify your tempter and your temptation and speak to that thing. It's not always going to be easy. And I can't say that you'll never make a mistake because you will because we're all flesh, but it's possible to win. Let's say it like this again. In your life, you will be tempted. You will be tempted, but don't freak out because Jesus was too and he didn't give in, he won. And that's a pretty spectacular example to follow. Jesus is essentially saying, dude, you've got this. Use my word. Here it is. Here's the pattern. Just do what I did, and you can win. You can overcome temptation. I love this passage. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. King James says that he'll provide a way of escape. That we can escape temptation. Who's ever felt like you're in a situation that nobody's ever experienced before? That you've got life worse than anybody else in the world? Sorry, you don't. What you're facing is nothing new. It may be serious, it may be kicking your tail, it may be wrecking you, but no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will provide a way for us to endure it or escape it. You're special, but you're not exclusive. Anything we go through, anytime we are in trouble, God will. Everybody say, God will. God will. He will provide a way for me to endure or to escape it. <laughs> 